my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the series podcast, where this week we're going to be talking about three episodes in the Pokemon anime and just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcasts, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. You're very enthusiastic today. I love to see it. Am I really? I thought it was a peppy intro. You gotta sell them. Gotta sell them. That was such an eye roll. From yeah, the other coast, Austin just eye rolled. <laughs> Great visual for an audio podcast. Thanks, Austin. Okay, so listening back to the, to the podcast, I feel like the majority of my communication is actually visual because y'all will always <laughs> be like, "Oh, Austin doesn't agree with that," or "Oh, Austin has a thought." Oh, Austin got excited at that, and I'm like, I didn't say anything, so you're just communicating in response to nothing your nonverbal cues would say otherwise i'm not i don't mean to i can't control what happens on my face it just happens <laughs> should we vote alex to just turn his camera off and that way we can't just guess we just have to guess the emotion i agree my You're camera voted is going off, off. The island. Goodbye. <laughs> your tribe has spoken see you later what was that what was it did they say that on survivor whenever it was it was yeah. like your tribe is spoken is that what they said mm-hmm. when they voted someone out i think i've seen like one or two episodes but i always thought it was like absurd so i liked it i liked it i used to watch it a lot growing <laughs> up i thought it was kind of cool well surely they like script it like surely they have like a predefined winner it was a hundred percent authentic yeah 100%. jacob believes in the integrity of reality competition tv shows Austin, I'll have you know that The Bachelor is peak television. Okay? I could I could climb up a wall <laughs> like that one gay guy did. So, oh my God, so dumb. I can't believe that show is still going on. I think The Bachelor Nation is the end of humanity. Anyway. Can you turn your camera back on? Because this is really difficult. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Yay, he's back. We love to see your lovely face. All right. Welcome back. We have a lot to get to, but we can still do our weeks. Austin, go for it. Oh, why am I first? God damn it. Because you're the most um, exciting. I literally was just saying, I don't remember what I did yesterday. What did I do yesterday? It was one of those nights, huh? One of those No, it really wasn't. Because you said how hot it was. <sighs> Fuck, what did I do? Am I Drew Barrymore in that one movie, 51st Date? I don't remember. You got the VHS tape you can just play. That tells you where you're at. Yeah, I, I can get married and have a child, which I'm unable to consent to because I don't remember meeting this person. Okay. Shit, where did I go? What did I do? Did I buy anything? Did you? No. Alex, how was your oh, week? Oh, I remember. I went to Walmart. It was fun. What was at Walmart? <laughs> Everything was at Walmart. Oh my. They had a Nintendo DS game. They had all sorts of gross cereals that I bought. You bought them? I bought the Kit Kat cereal. Austin, okay. No. Okay. The nutter butter cereal, <laughs> and the crunch and the what are those things called? Frosted flakes with Minecraft marshmallows. What is this? 2011 or whatever the hell? It's it a came little out. late to the game. Yeah. The cereal industry is behind the video game industry. I don't know what to tell you. Big cereal. When did Minecraft come out? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Keep talking about your cereal. I never played Minecraft. It did was- you get the the cotton candy flavor? 
No, but I saw it and I got a picture of it. Did you get these? They have like cotton candy and they also have strawberry lemonade. Yes, those are in the picture I took. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder what those taste like. It was 2011. I am the best. I didn't even know that, I guess. All right, Toad. I'm the best. It was actually out five years before that in beta. Oh, it's one of those early access bullshit things. Yeah. Did either of y'all ever play that game? I never understood the appeal. So my younger brother was super into it. But I, I I humored him a couple times because he's like, oh, let me show you my whatever. And like the whole thing back then was like, oh, my God, whatever they call it, like hell. And it's like the Slender Man guy or whatever. What is he called? Enderman. Enderman. Yes, thank you. He was fascinated with that game. I could never get into it, but. I was I was a part of a social experiment with that game that um almost ended our like a friendships I had in high school. What? Where we we opened up a map and we we colonized it and we started everything started out okay like we're happy to be here this is a thriving prosperous land or it has the potential to be and then probably about a week into it we were playing and I guess there was some problems with how the work was partitioned out and some people started oh complaining that not enough food was being gathered or not enough structures were being built and then eventually the society split into two factions and then. <laughs> The east side versus the west side, and we eventually just all killed each other, and we had to stop playing at that point. It was getting too serious. Wow, you just witnessed like the rise and fall of like a civilization in like yeah, 30 a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about a month. Note to self: Don't get stranded on desert island with Jacob. I wasn't the problem; it was everybody else. Oh, okay, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Did you try any of those cereals, Austin? Did any of them taste good? Nope. That's a nope. They don't taste good. Or... Nope, they didn't taste good. Okay. Austin, I thought we learned our lesson from the Wendy's cereal. Um, it turns out I actually really like the Wendy's cereal. That's a lie. That's a freaking lie. No, I actually like bought like three or four boxes of it. You told me you hated it. I did, and then I then I got like Stockholm syndrome for the Wendy's chocolate oh frosty God. cereal. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. You never know what I'm gonna buy. All right, that's it for my week. I'm the most boring ass person imaginable. Okay. No, I, I think I got you beat. I, uh, I vacuumed out a car yesterday. It wasn't mine. It wasn't yours. No. That was smart, though, in this over 100 degree weather to get into a black leather, dark colored black car. Leather. No, it's not leather. What is it? What's that other material? Synthetic leather? No, it's not even close to leather. I'm just completely wrong. Fabric? On that. Fabric. Yeah, whatever. The, not leather. The opposite of leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wait, hot. what crime were you trying to cover up? No, I wasn't. It was just dog fur. And Whose car is this? It was Leslie's. It was my wife's car. Oh, that's um, your car. <laughs> what? He's that's like somebody else's car. car. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her. That's not mine. Man, it was like just a hot box in there. It was like I was about 10 minutes in, and I think I was dirtying it more than I was cleaning it with how much sweat was just falling off. Were you in the garage? No, no. It was, I was in the driveway. Why didn't you do this at night or something? I don't know, I wanted to get it over with. Not like, you know, it was a burden, not like it was a burden, but, you know. It was so hot yesterday. Yeah, it was so hot. smart. You picked, like, the hottest day. <laughs> I did. I picked the worst day to do this. Uh, I kept I kept being brought water, which was good, so I wasn't, like, dehydrated. That was nice. Yeah, that was a nice part of it. But it looks good, I think. I was told it looks good. I was a little fuzzy towards the end there. Good for you, being a good husband. Yeah, then I ate some Nutter Butter cereal, and I felt great. Ugh. Oh, no. The fireworks, they're going off. 
Oh it's my It's the gosh. middle of the what? day. It's, no. it's 1 p.m. I hate this time of year for this exact reason. Okay. No, that's what I'm saying. It sucks because it's on a Tuesday. July 4th is two days from when we were recording this. Yeah, yeah, just for context. But, like, that Tuesday night, like, we got work the day after, right? Yes. They're popping fireworks till, like, you know, midnight. You know, you don't get to sleep. It, it sucks. It really sucks. They'll be doing fireworks at, like, 5 in the morning for the next four weeks, at least. <laughs> that's true. I'm so over it. I appreciate fireworks on holidays. No other days. Yeah. Yeah, but they make such a mess. Like, I used to be such a big fan of fireworks, but then, like, seeing the aftermath of, like, all the shit that people don't clean up. Like, the last 4th of July here in the neighborhood, like, all the people at the front, they set off fireworks at, like, the front of the neighborhood, and nobody cleaned up any of, like, the shell casings and, like, all the streamers and all the garbage that they, like, threw all over the place. And I'm like, you guys are animals. Or at least mow over it or something. Get the mower out there the next day and chop it up. Get the shop back and freaking suck it all up. Like like Jacob in the black leather car. Yeah. That that not leather. leather the fabric <laughs> It's opposite <car>. of leather. <laughs> uh, uh, Alex, what'd you do? See, I beat you, Austin. I'm the most boring person. Okay, I have so much stuff to talk about, you guys. This is going to be a long-ass episode. I'll try to be succinct. How about that? So we didn't talk about the fun thing that Austin and I did the other day. Or were you trying to, like... Ignore that, Austin. What fun thing did we do? Trivia. Oh, okay. So this was super weird, maybe depending on who you are, but I thought it was fun because I'm easily entertained and I'm also a freak, so, you know. Anyway, Austin agreed to come with me to trivia night with some of my friends at work. Coworkers. Coworkers. Acquaintances. Yeah, maybe I'm too liberal with the word of friends, but they agreed to come out, so I must not be that, like, hard to deal with. But it was fun. We went to like a local tavern area, did trivia, first time that I've ever done that. Yeah, all all of your coworkers have never done bar trivia before. And I'm like, how have you never, I don't understand that. Well, we live sheltered lives, I guess. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I think they have done bar trivia in the past, but just not with me. Oh, okay. But I was the one who organized it. And it was originally, like, going to be Austin and me, but you can't very well have, like, trivia with two people. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't be that much fun. I brought it up to one girl at work, and she's like, that sounds so much fun. So then it kind of just snowballed and turned into, like, a thing. So I thought it was nice. Austin got to meet some new people and be social. (laughs) It's a plan for Alex to get Austin out. I think that's just what it was. I have been very much a homebody ever since the pandemic started. Like, so... Well, I'd take it back. I've been very much a homebody since I was born. We didn't win, by the way. Of course not. But we we kind of floated in the middle. You know, I think that's not so bad. We would have won if we hadn't done what I said to do, which was bet all of our points at the very end. Well, I said the wrong thing at the end, so it was partially my fault. You know what's funny is I knew you were wrong, but I still was like, yeah, Alex Why is would right. Why would you tell me? <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. I knew you were wrong, but... I convinced myself you were right. Why? That's, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I had fun. It doesn't matter about the winning. It was about the socialness of it. Oh, and then I bought a new um, phone. I had to buy a new phone. Nice. You got an iPhone 7 now? The new one? Uh, I bought an iPhone 14. All right. Really sad about that because it was expensive. But I did get trade-in credit for my old phone. Is that the brand, brand spanking new one? No. Yes. No. no. I don't, I don't know. know. What's the newest one? I thought the 15 was out, but I could be wrong. Jacob's still on an iPhone 3G, so he doesn't know. I didn't want to necessarily buy it, but my old phone was, it's starting to fail. It makes me so mad. Like, how does Jacob get away with having the same phone for like 
50 years. Jacob is blessed by the cell phone gods. <laughs> or I just take care of my stuff. I mean... I know that's not no, true. No, it's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all. So I think the last thing that I kind of want to mention at least is... Maybe you guys have some things you can talk about too. But the Steam sale that's currently going on... If anybody has suggestions for games we should check out, please let us know. I've already bought a couple games for it, but they're secret. Secret. Y'all, you know what was on the Steam shop? And I was like, oh my god. Speaking of like childhood games, because I know we talked about this in the pre-recording episode, but you'll never guess what's on there. Freddy Fish. Yes! Oh my god, how did you know? I knew it. I knew it. I, could, I just had a feeling. Freddy Fish was on there, and I almost like cried about it, because I was like, this is so great! I'm kind of tempted to buy it, but it was like 10 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know if Freddy Fish is worth that, but... No, it's not. Freddy Fish. Didn't you play that, Jacob, as a Oh, kid? yes, Please yes, tell yes. me you did. Yeah, I know of this guy. And then Pajama Sam was on there, too. I never did that one. What was the car? Like a point-and-click car one? Austin, what was that game we just talked about? Like the math? It wasn't Math Blaster, was it? It wasn't Math Blaster? Then I don't know. Putt-Putt was the game I was thinking of. Putt-Putt. Putt-Putt. That was the car. I do know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the car. I'm sorry. That game that I keep... It, it, like, pops in and out of my memory, like, randomly. I can't ever commit it to memory. We know it wasn't Math Blaster. Are you sure? Well, okay, yeah, because if I forget it that easily, it wasn't Math Blaster. God, but Freddy Fish was on there, you guys. Get Freddy Fish. Just get it and make something happen. Get Freddy Fish. I think I owned... Okay, this is the one that I owned as a kid. I owned... Freddy Fish 5, The Creature of Coral Cove. I got number three for free. Which one was number three? Fuck off, I know. They were underwater. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, Austin, you're right. I was wrong. It's The Case of the Stolen Conch Shell. That was the one. That was number three. I love that episode of SpongeBob. Speaking of video games. <laughs> Speaking of video games. This is episode 100 and stay tuned to our social media. That's what I got to say. Because our big announcement is we're going to start streaming. Uh, it's going to be random. It's going to be on Twitch. We've been working behind the scenes. Not very hard, but we've been working to get this going. And I think we got it going. Alex and I beta tested it. And we got it up and running. So by the time this episode comes out, we've probably already started. <laughs> but <laughs> continuing forward, stay tuned for the Twitter, like the Instagram, or our social media platforms because that's where you'll probably hear first that we're going to be streaming that week. So instead of maybe like doing a podcast, we're going to stream and we'll kind of just see where it goes from there, build it from the ground up. Does anybody else have anything to say about it? Freddy Fish 3! I would lose my mind. Pokemon! 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 Let's do it! I want to be the very best Like no one ever is my real test Training is my cause My whole life is made to this Time to test my skills I know I just can't miss Gonna show the world Born to be a winner Born to be a champion Born to be a winner Born to be the very best Pokemon Pokemon this week. We got three episodes. So we're going big time here. We got a Goldenrod opportunity, a Dairy Tale ending, 
and airtime, which is not a basketball episode. So I'm going to go and spoil that for you. I guess we'll divvy up the work here. So the first episode, Alex, you got the 30-second summary challenge. Austin, you're going to summarize it. Damn it. Are we just going to go through each one and, like, randomize, like, who... Uh, whatever, we'll figure it out. No, no, no. I was going to, like, rotate it. So, like, the next one, I'll oh, do the okay. summary. Austin will do the 30-second challenge. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. As Get long as ready. we all do one Get of them. Get ready. Oh, shit. Are you ready? No, I'm not. Are you ready, Alex? <laughs> Are you excited? Oh, my God. New opening theme. Get ready for our 100th Woo! summary. Not Woo! actually. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh my god, we're starting. Okay, we're on the 100th episode of our podcast, so this is the 100th summary. We got a new theme song. That's super exciting. We're finally in Goldenrod, y'all. This is crazy, but we're lost, and so we have to get around the city with the help of some crazy girl who doesn't know her way around, even though she's lived here for, like, years. I don't know. And then they go on a wild goose chase. They get to the underground. They start their battle, but Ash loses horribly and has to reevaluate his entire life choices. Time. <laughs> these were these were awesome episodes. This is a good way to kick off a season. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jacob. I think the most exciting thing about this episode was the new theme song. Sorry. Oh, okay. What do we think of the new theme song? Born to be a winner. Born to be a winner. Born to be the very best. I'm singing that. Advanced long, generations. Okay, I have a no, question. Not quite. <laughs> what? What is that, like, effect? Like, it sounds like they're, like, in a tank of water. It's like, like, when they sing. That's 90s fish tank audio. 90s fish tank aesthetic? It's the Titan submersible aesthetic. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought that was uh, Freddy singing, right? Is that the fish's name? Freddy Fish. I thought Freddy Fish was singing that part. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, like, in the background. I skipped it, so I don't know. Oh, it's like the... The do 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 this like like sound effect like oh you're talking about the like da na 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 um did we all listen to the theme song like I didn't no I have no idea I have never heard this song before they're singing through a filter so the main vocals is that what you're talking about yeah and then like born to be a winner born to be the very best Pokemon Joe that i don't know it's hard to describe music because i'm not like musically inclined but like if you listen to it you'll know it's like there's like a effect there's some kind of like effect like in the background all right you guys are looking at patrick to spongebob the deliciousness has landed (laughs) was your antenna on your tv messed up a little alex no (laughs) it's just it's like that you know it's like that early 2000s vibe for like music Anyway, I have trivia. Yes. Born to be a winner. I know Jacob didn't notice because he skipped it. Alex, did you notice the lyrics? You guys can't appreciate the attention to detail I bring to Uh, this podcast. Okay, we're moving on to the theme song. (laughs) It's a sore subject, apparently. What? What? Wait, what was the question? Did you notice the lyrics? No. What? Specifically. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Ever was. Ever was. To catch him is my real test. Oh, so it's like the original lyrics, but Good like a remix. Good job, Alex. Yeah. Good job. Also, the majority of the footage was seemingly commissioned by four kids because none of that footage is in the Japanese version. That's shocking. Hmm. That will come into play during the next movie. Really? Mm-hmm. What is the next movie? I've kind of blanked out after Entei. Celebi and Suicune. 
Is this where little, like, Sammy Oak? Yes. Oh, my God, Sammy Oak. Okay, I'm not excited right. for that movie. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're past the theme song now. Thank God. The narrator is also excited because we're now we're finally in Goldenrod City. Holy crap. Jacob, Yay. it's finally happened. I know. It only took us three seasons and a bunch of movies to get here. Yep. Y'all, this is the third badge. I know. The third <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah, this this is not the fourth badge like you believed before. This is like the third badge. Uh, Misty wants to go shopping. Brock wants to go fucking. But Ash, Ash doesn't want any more distractions. It's time for a gym battle, goddammit. And I can't blame him. I'm with him on that. But they get to the gym, and wouldn't you know it, today is the gym leader's day off. Wah, wah, wah. So they turn a corner, they end up in a back alley, they... Yes, Alex? I'm sorry, can we talk about Ash's, like, whole, like, no, there's no time for eating, or going to the bathroom, or breathing, or anything, but then they find that the gym's closed, and he's like, oh my god, we should totally go and get lunch and go shopping, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because the thing he wanted to do is not there anymore, so... Yeah, but he's he's so mean to his friends, and they're like, let's, like, chill out, we just got here, and he's like, no! I hated the fact that now he's in a rush to get to the gym. That's also the worst part about it. Now he cares about getting the battle. Y'all, we gotta stop and deal with this giraffe girl. It's very important. We've had this conversation a million times, I know this, but it's, it's like... the whole series. Sidetracked, and Ash's discretion, like, all the time, and then the minute he wants to do anything, it's like, no, everybody else has to put their life on hold. He is the main character, Alex. Get in gear. This is the Ash Ketchum train, and we're just along for the ride. I guess so. Choo-choo. Well, the train is actually not built yet because the magnet train has not been completed, but we'll get to that soon. Ayo. Anyway, the twerps are in a back alley because they don't know where the fuck they're going. So they turn a corner and wouldn't you know it, there's the gym leader right there. But they don't know that yet because it's Whitney and Whitney is a dumbass because (laughs) Whitney, who by the way, was way older than I thought she should be. Did anyone else think she was supposed to be like 12 or 13? I thought she was like 25. I thought the whole thing was, like, she was supposed to be older, because that makes her whole, like, fit that she has in the game, like, more, like, shocking, you know? Like, she's a grown woman pitching a baby fit because she lost. God, that's so disturbing. I hate her. Also, she was kind of dumb, because I remember, like, don't you meet her in the radio tower in the game, right? And she's like, oh, I thought for sure the last answer was apricots or something instead of apricorns. Doesn't she know that apricorns are real and apricots are not real? Exactly. She's directionally challenged, you know, and explains that the the next episode why she is. It does? Okay. It does? Yeah. Well, in the meantime, Whitney knows this city like the back of her hand, and so she's going to take the twerps through the underground area where you can go into in the games in gold and silver, and they're going to go and get a haircut. Just kidding. No, we're not. They're going to go to the mall. No, we're going to end up in a random area instead and so then they decide fuck it let's go somewhere else so they end up at the mall isn't that where they were supposed to go like they wanted to go in the first place yes whitney is like that do you think do you think it's really her day off or like the people at the gym she just got lost on the way there didn't show up so they just closed the gym for the day god she's like leon that's true yeah (laughs) oh yeah so whitney there's a whole bunch of random bullshit but now Team Rocket's here, so now it's a Team Rocket episode. And they are getting to some mischief where they, they're taking what they thought was free samples. And then they get caught taking the food. 
okay, they knew exactly what they were doing and, like, hell, nobody else here has ever done this. Like, haven't you ever gone to, like, Costco and, like, you just walk? You could have a whole lunch at Costco. Well, you used to be able to. I don't think they really do the free sample thing anymore, but they used to have, like, food all over the place. And you could, like, make a whole day out of it and, like, walk around and, like, get enough free samples to, like, have a whole meal. (laughs) They cut you off after, like, three. Just bring your fake mustache disguise. Well, Jacob, um, Jacob, well, Jesse and James did not bring their fake mustaches like Jacob would have, and they... That was my idea, not <laughs> Austin's lost with names. Okay, I'm so, I don't know like, who's who and what is what. I'm all turned around. I'm like Whitney in Goldenrod City. I'm so fucking lost. I'm not kidding. One time I read... This, this is really bad, and I just want to say I've never done this in real life. Like, I've never gotten enough free samples to make a meal out of it. Like, I, I, I wouldn't feel good doing that. I'd have a guilty conscience. But I did read an article one time. You know those, like, extreme cheapskate people obsessed with them yes yes like i read that one time they're like this is how you save money you don't have to buy lunch is you just go to costco (laughs) that's crazy and walk around and get food and then you have like a whole lunch you have to pay like so that's where i thought of the idea why would you feel guilty about taking the free samples that are being offered by like mega corporations because i've been brainwashed by no one is suffering from you doing that that is that is a victimless they're free. Go ahead and take it. Yeah. You know? That, because that's like what I'm saying. I've been brainwashed by capitalistic ideals my whole life. Like, you got to keep the lower and middle class down. Yeah, you know what? Screw the big corporations. I'm going to go and take all the free samples I want. Y'all, we're going to Costco today. Let's go. We're going to get those free samples. <laughs> oh, my God. But their hot dogs actually are like the best hot dogs. Austin, I think you should take something that's not free. Really stick it to them. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. no. <laughs> no, I never said that. But you implied it. Keep going, Austin. All right. I'm going to keep on going because now I'm going and Team Rocket it sees the twerps and they are, see a Clefairy or something. I don't know. I took barely any notes for this episode, you guys. It's awesome. They take Whitney's Clefairy and they run away and they run away into the abandoned train station because it's like the bullet train to Kanto. Except for that one guy that's there. Yeah, there's one guy and he's there to make some sassy comments about how they haven't finished making the train yet, and they won't for another year. But they did make the station already. What comes first, the train or the station? Um, the station, right? I guess the they egg. have to build the tracks first? I, I don't know. Wait, okay, but my question is, why is this man there? And he's, like, in a full, like, railway uniform. Like, he, like, what is his purpose? Like, I don't understand. Well, he's the one guy there, and there's, like, no, no partitions or anything to keep people out. You can just run into the the place. Yeah. He's there to tell people it's not available. It's not built yet. Maybe he just likes to cosplay as like a railway conductor guy. He could use that thing that Team Rocket steals. That could have been his thing. Well, I think it's fucking worthless. It's a push cart. But it's like a magnetized floating push cart. That thing was really cool. What are you guys talking about? I didn't understand what the function of that was. Okay. What? I don't get the push part of it. Wouldn't it just automatically repel its itself forward? Isn't that the point of magnets? Obviously, the rail wasn't magnetized. But it was floating. Well, when they started doing the hand car thing, right? Were they on physical wheels? No. no it was floating. So, this actually makes perfect sense. You guys are confused, but I think this makes perfect sense. <laughs> Break it down, Alex. It was, it was I, the 411 okay. on magnets. Magnets, how do they work? Yeah. Can any insane clown posse <laughs> fans weigh in here, please? <laughs> I'm not a magnetologist, and I'm certainly not, like, a railway expert, but in my 
limited knowledge of like how this works, it's a magnetized rail, right? So because the magnet wasn't on, there has to be a way to get the car around in a manual way. So it's got one of those hand pump things. So they were doing that to try to get away, but it was really slow because it's a, it's like when you're steering wheel, like usually like when you're steering the car, there's like fluid in there that helps steer it, right? But if that fails, you have to manually do it and it's really difficult. Then, then why does the point of the push cart if it doesn't move? But it did move. Like it moved at slower than your walking pace. How does the push move? How does the push move it? I understand with a with a actual wheel, it moves the mechanism. But there's no resistance for you to go up and there's nothing to resist. Like an I tr- think it's carts. generating a very small electric current somewhere inside of there. So it's like a motor, and you're yes. creating. It's yes. making like little sparks of static electricity. It's an I electromagnet. Think, yes, I think so. Okay. That's okay. My okay. The magnets thought. are on. They're on. Because the car's repelling itself from the bottom. So you have the opposite ends of the magnet are repelling each other. And then the lightning or electricity comes in and that's the booster for the cart or train that's on the track. Yeah, there has to be a manual way to move the cart if the rail is demagnetized. So them doing the hand pump thing is generating some small electric current to move it. But it's very slow. And small, yeah. Okay. And small. Not when Pikachu, which Austin will talk about, when Pikachu actually shocks the rail and magnetizes the system, then it's like a bullet. Like, it goes. Okay, so then Pikachu shocks the rail and magnetizes the system, and yeah. it's like a bullet, <laughs> yeah. and it goes. There you go. Stay in school, kids. Stay yep. in school. All right, that's what happens. Yep. It's <laughs> probably so wrong. It's <laughs> probably not even close to being right. This is a fascinating conversation, you guys. Like... Just, this is the best we got, all right? We're just three (laughs) mildly educated people. I thought this was a boring-ass episode, you guys. (laughs) Team Rocket goes away, and they don't know where the rail's gonna stop. I guess we'll find out later. Now, Ash and friends say, Wow, I can't wait to battle you, Whitney, but I can't battle you until after I battle the gym leader. And Whitney's like, Surprise, motherfucker, I'm the gym leader. (laughs) So they go to the gym... And Whitney calls in her judge girl, who was probably on her day off, so it sucks for her. Oh, yeah. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, what, what she was had her to call story? In the st- Why couldn't Brock do it? I mean, I guess it has to be an official thing. But She has to sponsor it. Does she live at the gym? Is it like firefighters who, like, they, like, live at the station sometimes and, like, sleep there? That poor judge girl got called in on her day off to battle, or rather to judge the battle between Whitney and Ash, which goes poorly. Because Cyndaquil knocks out Nidorina real fast. Why does she have a Nidorina? That's not a normal type. Doesn't she have it in the game? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I at least know in Soul Silver, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, she has a. I think she has a Centret. I'd take a Nidorina over a Centret any day. I mean, Nidorina's really cute. I'm not complaining, but it's not a normal type. Well, Nidorina's not here for long, and then it's Clefairy's turn, and Clefairy also gets knocked out. So then, oh, Whitney calls out a weak Pokemon, Miltank, which Ash is sure he's going to wipe the floor with immediately. That thing is huge. It is utterly, it's utterly big. Whoever made these episodes agreed with the entirety of the world on Whitney's Miltank because this thing is impossible. It uses rollout, and once you get rolling, it don't be stopping. Yes, Alex? I lied. There is no okay. Centret, and Centret never existed. So Good. sorry. 
It was just, she only ever had Clefairy and Miltank. And I need Arena in the anime for some reason. Did this, this episode was like a shout out to everybody who just could who not beat Whitney. Failed. <laughs> and the frustration. That's why I love this episode. I was like, this is so true to the game with how they approached, <laughs> they approached uh. it, you know? Yep. And now Miltank is wiping the floor with its rollout attack. Beat Cyndaquil, beats Totodile, beats Pikachu, Ash, sucks to suck. You lose. Nothing can stop the impossible force that is Mitney's Mitney's will tank. (laughs) Whitney's mill tank. You know what? Just thinking about this, I'm just, I feel like my blood pressure is going up because they knew what they were doing when they programmed this game. Because I think a lot of people probably, you try to do the whole strategy of like, oh, you caught a ghastly in Sprout Tower, right? It's a ghost type. So then you can battle the normal types and not get KO'd. But they gave it Scrappy as an ability. And Scrappy allows normal type moves to hit ghost type Pokemon. So they were like, no, fuck you. You can't even use a ghost type. We're going to kick your ass. (laughs) You know more about the metagame than I do, Alex. That was impressive. I didn't know that either. I never heard of Scrappy in my life. Other than like Scrappy-Doo. I recently started, well, you know me, everybody knows by now. I start something and then I never finish it. But maybe like three or four months ago, I started another playthrough of Soul Silver. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a Ghastly and I'm going to take this out. And then I was like, oh, wait, oh, fuck. That's right. So it's fresh in the mind a little Mill bit. Miltank and its ability Scrappy defeat yes. Ash. And yes. now the episode's over. Dang. Dang. All right. The first of the, I don't know, trilogy is done. Let's move on to the most viable player, or least viable player, and the quote for the episode. Austin, go first, followed by myself and then Alex. Nice. All right, my LVP is Whitney's judge. That sucks for her. What a tyrannical boss Whitney must be. God, can you imagine? <laughs> I lost all the time, blaming you. My MVP is going to be, I'll give it to the sassy rail worker guy. Dang. He was a smartass, and I don't, I'm not quite sure what his job is or if he was even doing it, but I appreciate him. And my quote, I'll do um, Ash... Asking Whitney, are you the gym's cleaning lady? How extremely rude and presumptuous of you, Ash. I'll give my MVP to the mill tank. It's uh, true to form here. It's like the juggernaut from X-Men. It's unstoppable, right? I'm the mill tank, bitch. (laughs) 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 I was waiting for that. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, (laughs) Can that be the episode title? No, it can't. We can't use curse words in the oh, episode title. Or Apple Podcasts will take it down. That sucks. Apple Podcasts, you're fun. <laughs> that would be the perfect title. I'm the um, milk tank, bitch. I know. <laughs> it's the honorary title. How about that? In our hearts. I'm going to give the LVP to the people who built the tracks for the magnet train. <laughs> I mean, that thing's been, looks like it's been sitting there for a minute. The people need to hurry up with the train part. You know, it's like you do, it's like when you partition out a project in school and you do all the work and no one else does anything, you know, or if you're playing Minecraft and you're getting all the food and people are eating it without helping. My quote comes from um, Brock and it's not like anything clever, but uh, it's like when Pikachu falls or something and Whitney picks it up and kisses it on the forehead, (laughs) Brock, it merely turns and bangs his head up against a brick wall and turns to Whitney and says, ah, Whitney, look, my head, it's swollen. Please, I need some attention. (laughs) That made me laugh. That made me laugh really hard. It caught me off guard. I I wasn't expecting that. It did. Points (laughs) for creativity, right? I mean, (laughs) 
He was fully committed. The lengths Brock will go to. Oh, yeah. All right. So I am going to give my LVP to Ash because he just stood there while his poor Pokemon were getting beaten up and he refuses. Like, I think at one point, doesn't like Misty and Brock say like, Ash, you got to do something like call back Cyndaquil or whatever. And he's like, no. That thing was like a tank, though. It took like what? Like four hey. or five rollouts? What? What'd I say? Like a tank. Oh, like Real a tank. Mil- no, I meant Cyndaquil, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that's good uh, foreshadowing there, Alex. Yeah. But I was like, dang, this thing is like beefed up on defense or something because. How much steroids is this Miltech tanking? I, I have no idea. What do they give to Cal? Like growth hormones or whatever? Anyway, so yeah, Ash gets the LVP for this one because he just lets Cyndaquil, like, die. MVP, I'm going to give it to Apricots for tripping up Whitney on that damn test in the radio tower. You must have gotten to Goldenrod really recently in your playthrough because you remember this so well. It's sticking out of my head. See, there's things I remember, like random shit that doesn't have any bearing on anything, but then I forget all the important stuff, so. My quote, I am going to give it to when... Team Rocket is helping themselves to all those free samples, and Jesse says, or James has no idea what the hell a free sample is. He's like, what is this? Oh my god. Novel <laughs> concept. And Jesse says, I guess when you grow up rich, the whole world is a free sample. Hey now. True. Yep. So, speaking to some bigger issue. Alrighty. Any more thoughts for uh, a goldenrod opportunity? I don't know, Jacob. I thought you would be way more excited about this. Like, we finally, finally, finally got here. Yeah, you've been talking about goldenrod and Whitney for like months now <laughs> i i love these three episodes i know that that's a controversial statement among us but i like the fact that miltake's true to form right i love that it's like actual a boss you know that's pretty cool it adheres to the what the memory i have as a kid because this thing like i felt a lot of joy beating miltank is it took a little <laughs> bit it really did for me to beat this thing it's a universal experience, it feels like. Yeah, like, I feel like it's one of those, there's probably a bunch of moments in Pokemon that unite everybody, but this is, like, one of the first early ones, I feel like, that everyone was like, dude, this thing, good luck. Just a little trivia for you guys. Alex, I know this will interest you, because Ooh. you like time chronology. I do. They say it's going to take a year for the magnet train to be completed. Yeah. The magnet train is completed, and we see it in black and white. Oh my gosh. So that means at least a year has gone by. There you go. Well, we know. Okay, so this next episode, actually, we know there's time happening because it's been a day. They do say that. Like, this is literally the next day. Yeah, there is time progression. (laughs) Didn't they spend like three weeks in the Mareep farm or some shit? It was. (laughs) Oh my God. Let's move on here to Dairy Tell Ending. All right, for this one, Austin, you're summarizing. I'm summarizing, and Alex is mesmerizing. Ooh. Oh, isn't that good? Wow, isn't that, that pretty good? Good. <laughs> <laughs> good alliteration. Well, not really, because that's the same. <laughs> that's, that's what we rhyming. call a rhyme. <laughs> that's a rhyme. Yeah. Okay. Well, the ing part at the end, right? That's not alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you could recover. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Jacob's like lost it. No, it was just the look on Austin's face when he said, "Oh, the rider, the rider came out again." I should know the, better. My facial expressions—you can read me like a goddamn book, apparently, <laughs> yeah. and I have no idea I'm doing. The rider that. came out when that was said. What, what was the expression? What, what was I conveying in that moment? It was like, "How can you be so?" Stupid? When you found out Bruce Willis was actually dead, it was like, <gasps> "Oh." 
I knew Bruce Willis was dead the first time I watched that movie as a kid because the Wahlberg person, is it Donnie? I don't even remember. Donnie Wahlberg, let's go with that, shoot, fucking shoots him. And why would they include that scene in the movie if he wasn't dead? Okay. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense. <laughs> I was seven years old and I figured that shit out right from the start. I'm just saying. Alrighty. Was it Donnie Wahlberg? Hold on. How many Wahlbergs are there? Which one makes the burgers? Well, there's Marky Mark. There's Miltank Burgers. What? Oh, yeah, Wahlburgers. It was Donnie. Okay. Husband to, um, what's her name? Avril Lavigne. What? <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. Oh, I don't know her. Uh, well, she the, kills children, so. Yeah, she's the problematic what? one on, um, <laughs> what is it? The voice? No. Mass Singer. Mass Singer. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, they're all problematic, but whatever. The Wahlbergs have like, okay, look up the Wahlberg hate crime sometime. It's something to behold. Didn't Mark Wahlberg like hurt some kind of old man? Yes. He, like, what happened? Whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't know enough to comment. All right, let's do this fucking built-in shit. All right. Are you ready, Austin? I guess. Okay, give it your best shot. And three, two, one, go. The twerps are invited to Whitney's Uncle Milton's Miltank Farm, and they spend a whole lot of time talking about cheese, and goddamn, I wanted some good milk so fucking bad watching this episode. They're talking about milk so much. Team Rocket's there. They're in a giant barrel. Ash learns how to stop their giant barrel mecha, and then applies that knowledge to defeating Whitney's Miltank. And I guess the episode's over now, because I have five seconds left in the summary. Spot on summary, Austin. Spot on. Has anybody ever milked a cow before? I have not. No, but one time I remember we went on a field trip to like, it wasn't like an Amish town or anything, but it was like a town from like the 1800s or something. And they had like butter making. They were like simulating like butter making and like candle, like soap making and candle making and like all this shit. So they were like milking cows there. We have it so good. Every time I see one of the videos of those places or think about it, we have it so good. We don't have to sit there with like a barrel and churn for days to get butter. We just go to the store. Yeah, and they have all kinds of like fancy butter now with like herbs and shit in there. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. And it's in the refrigerated section. Takes me to the beginning of this episode where it's night and Ash is really kind of needs to cool off a little bit. I don't know. He's really upset that he lost to Whitney. He's a distraught. His Pokemon, like, on their last breath in the Pokemon Center. They're tied to beds, being pumped in oxygen. But Nurse Joy assures him that's going to be all right. She's like, hey, just, you know, take a breather. Go get a, go eat some Miltank Cheetos and uh, go get a cot and rest up. That's what you're going to be doing. And you'll, you'll be all right. And she's right, because the next morning, Ash comes to the Pokemon Center, and Pokemon are great. They've all recovered. Yeah, everything's good. I think, like, who is it? Totodile's recovered Cyndaquil, and Pikachu are all thriving why i mean we didn't talk about this in the last episode but how come every time we have like a tough battle and like the pokemon get knocked out it's like okay you know cyndaquil and totodile both got like flattened they were taking some major hits right and they just sort of like fall like unceremoniously on the ground with the squiggly eyes and like ash is like oh no you know and then he's like cyndaquil return or whatever but then pikachu gets hit twice with rollout and it's so dramatic. He, like, runs up to Pikachu and, like, scoops him up in his arms. And Pikachu's got that far away, like, spacey look. Like, oh, I'm dying, Ash. How can we never get this kind of drama with the other Pokemon? When they took harder hits. I think Chikorita knows the answer to that. It's not fair. 
poor Cyndaquil, poor Totodile, they deserve love and attention too. Does that feel good, Pikachu? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a good point, Alex. He needs to show a little bit more love to Dow and Cyndaquil. Because like, once they're reunited, it's like, immediately hug Pikachu and, oh, you're okay. But uh, she's not gone, though. Our gym leader, Whitney, she is not gone. In fact, she comes in strolling, like, big stuff into the Pokemon Center. I think you hear, like, John Cena's, like, do 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 in the background. She walks in. do 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 We're going to go, like Alex did back in her elementary years, we're going to go visit Amish land or a farm. Whitney wants to take us. Like, if somebody can't me and they're like, I'm going to take you to a special place. And they're like, here's a farm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was expecting more from farm. this. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be really... I'd, I'm like Austin. I'd be down to go to the mill tank farm because that guy had cheese, like, coming out of the wazoo. Like, I, I'm craving some cheese really bad right now. I'm lactose intolerant, so this place would be, like, hell on earth for me. Oh, yeah, no. it doesn't sit well with me either. But that doesn't mean it's not delicious. Okay, I have not had the Mayfield milk in, like, the yellow container in years and years and years. Is it as good as I remember it to be? It's all that yellow plastic particles that leach into the milk and, like, make it... It's got that extra flavor. Yummy, yummy, yellow microplastics. Get them in my body. And all those hormones, too. All that growth hormone. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just swells you up. Abuse those cows. Mm -mm. Just swell up, baby. Mm. Real quick, real quick. Quick poll. What's everybody's favorite cheese? It depends on the context. Like for an everyday cheese. What's an everyday cheese? Like you could just go to the <laughs> fridge and put the cheese directly into your mouth. You don't have to like do any sort of weird preparation or like put it on something to like get I'm the I'm eating th- cheese? Like you're just eating cheese plain. Like what's your go-to cheese? American. I think I like sharp cheddar. I'm a sharp cheddar person. No, 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 no. Actually, I like pepper jack. Pepper jack's really good. See, I like pepper jack on things, like on sandwiches and such. That wasn't the question. The question was cheese directly When you're your just mouth. putting cheese in your mouth. Yes. See, mine is extra sharp white cheddar. Ugh. Okay. So That's good. your everyday cheese. That's my everyday cheese. Yeah. Just had to know that. Okay. <laughs> you just had to know. I had Audience, to know. It was a what is your everyday cheese? Yeah, let us know. What's your favorite cheese? I'm always on the hunt for like a really good cheese. Sidebar, I really love feta cheese, but people think I'm weird for that. You are weird for that. Feta is really good. What's wrong with you guys? I'm not a fan. What about uh, brie? Love yeah. brie. It has to be on a cracker. I heard like brie's an acquired taste, but every time I hear someone say like acquired taste, I'm like, that's just an excuse for it to be nasty. I like it. You have to force yourself to eat it. That's what people say. Oh, it's an acquired taste. That means, yeah, you had to force yourself to eat it over multiple times to tolerate it. You had to trick your body into liking yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how taste works, though. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? Really. <laughs> I know. You have to eat something continuously to like it? Yes. I don't know. Cilantro is going to be nasty to me. I could eat that a million times and I would still throw up every time I ate it. It's disgusting. It's filthy. It shouldn't be allowed to exist. It should be burned. Is it cilantro that tastes different to different people? Yes. Yeah, it's genetics. It, like, so some people, like you have a gene where you hate cilantro no matter what. Yes. Yeah. I think I might have that gene. It tastes like dishwater that's been sitting in... It It is. Yeah, it's the soap. People say it tastes like soap. But it's like, I think you're right, Austin. There's like a specific gene that makes it so you taste it like that. I think if you like, if you brush your teeth and you drink orange juice right after and Ew. you taste and you taste something disgusting, I think you have the same genetic thing that makes cilantro taste bad. But that's like, those are all both genetic things. It may be the opposite. I thought orange juice and mouth, like 
toothpaste. Like I thought that was just like a universal thing that was disgusting. No, I heard it was. I read it was genetic. Or my teacher told me one time it was genetic. Because huh. we got to do that as like an exciting experiment. It was pretty good. Like we brushed our teeth and we tasted stuff. Speaking of cleaning up, we meet a guy named Milton who's a fancy farmer. I don't know if this is like was made this way, but like Milton, Miltank, did this guy like discover the Miltank? Is there some kind of like relationship between the way his name is and the fact that it's a Miltank? I think it's probably just the closest name you can get to Miltank that's like a human name. He is a Miltank. <laughs> he is a Miltank. He's the male Miltank. Oh my god, no. We can't have this debate. We cannot. Miltank and Tauros need a baby Pokemon. There's just no excuse. They're too visually distinct from each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They need Nothing to have one really matters. that looks kind of the same. Like, what? what is the problem here? I don't know. I think Tauros is like a wild bull. Okay, what is our thoughts on Tauros and Bufalant? Um, Bufalant to buffalo, right? Or bison? Like, where they sub- It's like freaking Love Disc and Alola Mola or whatever. They're too similar. I want you to draw a sketch. Draw some fan art, Alex, of what a baby between the two would look like. Or between all three. Heck, Game Freak, get your freak on. I'll try. You know what? There's some really good fake mon out there, I will say. People do really good jobs about it. I'm on it. Are you Googling? Oh, there's probably a billion. While Austin does that, you can you can keep going, Jacob. We can talk about Milton and his mustache. Yeah, Milton's got a mustache, and he gets a milk mustache on it all the time. Uh, Milton's a pretty stand-up guy, though. Seems to be taking care of his uh, milk tank that inhabit this farm. Um, he's also very welcoming, maybe because uh, Whitney's there, but he offers, like, Ash and Company the milk, the milk tank milk, which I guess is, like, ambrosia or food of the gods <laughs> to them because they, like, make some interesting noises, including the Pokemon that drink this, too, because this is human and Pokemon-safe milk. I don't know if that, like, holds true for, like, real life. I don't know if, like, other animals can drink or are supposed to drink cow milk. I mean, animals do, don't they? Like, don't you give, like, cats? You give cats milk? I wish right it's n- not good for them, though. I've heard that. It's not necessarily that they should have it all the time, but I think other animals... I mean, isn't it, like, the same thing? It's like you have, like, a foster, like, goat. You know, I've seen that, where it's, like, goats will nurse other animals with the milk or like how like i think so i think it kind of just depends yeah it's probably better than nothing maybe not the best thing but yeah it gives the nutrients in some way yeah they may miss like a vitamin a here or there but they'll get a they'll get what they need Ooh! all right this is the best one i found this is so cute this is a fake mon fan art for a hypothetical pre-evolution from greg andrade i apologize if i mispronounced that name you can find them at at Mauhai region, M-A-O-H-I region. That is so cute. That's the best one I found. See, why can't we have something like this? That would be adorable. I wonder if they can do it now that somebody's already did it. Well, they can't do it exactly the same. But then how can they possibly keep track of every piece of fan out, out there? Like, there are, I mean, the people that draw stuff, I mean, you're already basing it off of like an existing intellectual property. I'm not really sure how that works, but like... If it was close, I don't think the person that drew the fan art could sue the original company. Like, Well, I think they're not allowed to look at fan art, right? Probably not, but like, just say by coincidence, what if it was like super close to this? Just coincidentally. Mm. I don't know. That's interesting. If you've ever been sued by the Pokemon company, reach out to us. We'd like to hear your story. <laughs> if you're the Pokemon company, don't sue us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, for talking about your games and stuff. <laughs> hey, we're allowed to do that. 
That's protected. Just can't we can't make our own game. I don't know. I have strong feelings about that. I think some Pokemon fan games are really amazingly done. It's a, I think it's like a labor of love, right? It's like if you love something so much, it's like you spend your time putting something together like a homage and like I don't know. It's just a, I think it's different philosophies all over the place. Like look at Bethesda. You know, people do they mod like the hell out of Elder Scrolls games and stuff like that. And Bethesda actively encourages that kind of thing. Yeah, well, the mods make people buy the games more, too. Like, you can't play the game unless you got the... Like, if somebody creates a yeah. cool mod, someone's got to go buy Elder Scrolls for you to uh, play it. Speak. Okay, this is the last thing. I know we got super derailed here, but I just saw that some, like, a modding, like, community, like, this small team, it's, like, totally freelance people working on this, but they're basically rebuilding Oblivion from the ground up in, like, the Skyrim engine. It's called Skyblivion. It looks amazing. And it's okay that we got derailed there because so did Team Rocket because they rode a train into a brick wall. That's where Austin was talking about last episode. We don't see Team Rocket after they blast off on what we haven't decided yet, what kind of how this train worked, although we kind of came to a conclusion. Uh, they crashed into a brick wall somewhere in Saffron City, but they're very fast and they're already on the milk tank dairy farm. What's the first thing they do here? They decide to steal all the milk tank goodies. Uh, they get some like cheese, uh, some brie, some extra sharp cheddar, some milk tank steak, some milk mil tank uh, hide, which is not leather. Of course, this doesn't last long, though, as Team Rocket starts to run off with the food they've stolen and the various milk tank products. Uh, Pikachu thundershocks them and blasts Team Rocket off. Well, actually, they send out a couple Pokemon. Arbok and Weezing, and Whitney throws out her tank, or mill tank, and it just roll-outs them away. You get to see really how unstoppable it is, because it takes in one rollout, just takes out Arbok and Weezing like they're nothing. Fast forward a little bit now. Now we're doing something I've always wanted to do, is just brush your mill tank. I just want to take a hairbrush and just go out there and brush your mill tank. Have you ever seen a video of, like, this guy? I don't know if, you, if you've been to a golf course. They have spike cleaners. So these huge giant brushes they put out in front of like doors and stuff to clean your golf shoes off because you know they're covered in grass and it keeps the thing clean this guy this video of this guy took them bought a whole bunch and laid a bunch of stumps on his uh cow farm and drilled them into each stump and all the cows came up and they just started rubbing their faces against it and actually started fighting over to be able to rub their faces against it it was like it's really kind of a cutesy kind of fun thing to do don't they have the? They have those like big like car wash brushes like that they use on farms sometimes, right? So like, like roller things that the cows can like brush themselves on. They love that kind of thing. Yeah, they have those things that like it's like a car wash and just like probably not as fast as a car wash, but definitely gets the fleas and ticks and all the disgusting insects on them that we drink in our milk. Ew. What? I mean, it's natural. Yeah, except for this one milk tank though, right? This one freaking hates. Although I don't know, Ash is doing it all wrong. Yeah, they like being brushed if they're brushed the right way, like with the grain. And Ash is brushing against the grain, which is totally throwing this milk tank off. And <laughs> the face it's making, you have to watch the episode, of course. But it's like, you know, when Austin heard the alliteration thing, it was like that kind of face. Okay, that's th thank you for letting me know. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh... <laughs> that face. Uh, it's just a pissed off milk tank. And as it starts to walk away, Ash just grabs its tail, which is a no-no. For any animal. Ash should know better. Yeah, you never... That's universal, right? You don't grab someone's spine. Yeah. Y'all, what if humans had tails? 
You mean you don't? Actual prehensile tails that like, could you imagine how, like. God, I wonder how that would affect our clothes. Well, how would it affect the clothes? How would it affect like, you know, how people get like handcuffed or something like if you do a crime? Like would people, <laughs> could you like, how would they handcuff your like tail or something? You know, like. Could you whip them with your tail? How would our cars work? Like you couldn't like sit, would there have to be like a hole? No, because then the tail would go into the per like the tail would hit the person in the back seat's face. I get, it depends. This is a stupid conversation. I'm sorry, Alex. It depends <laughs> on the kind of tail we have. I'm talking prehensile tail, like a tail that that you can independently control and like wrap around, st- like grip things with. They probably just cut it off. Would people use that as like a punishment? Like, what if like. He's been detailed. Oh my god! Yeah, like it would hurt. Like as a punishment, you think people would cut people's tails off? Like, God, this would be horrible. Well, every is it on the full moon? You turn into a giant monkey beast and you kill your grandfather Gohan. And you have to, you have, if you grab it, you depower the person while you have hold of it. And then you wish on the Dragon Balls, and Shiron the Dragon will grant your wish. Is it Shiron? I thought it was Shenron. Is it Shenron? Shenron. Fuck me. <laughs> But his tail grows back, or at least it does a couple times, I think. I think it permanently goes away, though. Yeah, when does it perm- Does it just go away when you grow- become an adult? No, I think it's like, they cut it so far back. Doesn't Vegeta have a tail? When we first meet him, he has a tail, and he's an adult. No, the, uh, the, it's like the pudgy kind of character cuts off Vegeta's tail, like, randomly. Like, it's the only thing he does in the whole series that saves the world. He, like, just runs up and cuts uh, Vegeta's tail off. Oh, all right, we're going to have our Dragon Ball bonus episode soon. It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's Dragon Ball Z, though, Austin. Okay, well, Dragon Ball franchise. How about that? That's, that works. That works. Anyway, sorry about that. I just I was wondering about what if humans had tails? I don't know. What if we had trunks for noses? Oh, my God. What if we did? What if we had udders and we had to tie ourselves to machines and have them milk us? Um, I mean, <laughs> we kind of do. Oh, wait, we do. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's like a breast milk pump thing that gets tied to these milk take when the milk's ready to come <laughs> oh out. My God. This seems more humane than what I've seen on the internet of other cow farms and how they milk theirs. This seems actually like to massage the udders as it gets the milk out. That would be kind of nice. That'd be pleasurable, I imagine. Pokemon world is a paradise. Yeah, even the cows enjoy being milked. In fact, they're lined up for it. We got to get on a milk take training, right? We got to be ready. We finally learn why the rollout is so powerful in the games and in the anime this thing just runs up hills it's like a 90 degree angle hill that this miltake runs up and down all day every day whitney doesn't do anything she just makes it roll up and down this hill i think that'd make you stronger uh bo jackson they claimed would run hills and he was a famous running back and he was really good i love how you have to clarify who that is just in case we don't know well do you know who bo jackson is yes no well there you go see one person didn't see you have to talk okay like i represent like you guys know some sports stuff but like i'm the representative of like all the people out there who have zero sports knowledge at all so you gotta you gotta talk to the audience and me like we don't know shit yeah bo jackson great running back career ended early way too early due to an injury oh too bad but uh team rocket's not too injured to keep battling even though they crashed into a Brick wall and saffron, and then they got thundershocked by Pikachu. They come back, and this time they're in a barrel. I don't get the barrel part of it. What the hell? <laughs> they're in a barrel. I don't understand why. It's like something out of a Donkey Kong Country game. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, unless that they're trying to mimic where milk is kept, but I've never seen milk in a barrel. 
like a butter churn? Is that what it's going oh, for? Oh, it could be that. But there's no stick. It's literally just like a barrel like you'd put like wine or something in. Listen, popular Pokemon magazine had a very low stock that day and they just got what they got. <laughs> a barrel with arms. Okay. So barrel shows up. And this is where we get a little preview of how Ash is going to battle Whitney. The uh, the barrel comes up and Ash throws out Cyndaquil and Totodile. They make like these ditches, which causes the uh, barrel to kind of like just fly in the air and eventually crash and explode and Team Rocket blast off. There you go. That's not too important. But what is important, the next scene, you know, Milton's like, oh, thanks, Ash, for saving the farm. And Whitney's like, oh, I wish we could battle, but we don't have, we're not at the gym. The Milton comes in, who's, uh, looks like he's based off Kevin Cosner in Yellowstone a little bit, <laughs> comes up and he's like, hey, it doesn't matter where the battle takes place. All that matters is that you battle, right? Sure. I hated this. You hated this? This was some bullshit. It was. Austin. Whitney was going to go ahead and give him another gym battle. And Ash says, no, let's battle right here, right now. And if I beat you now, we'll have a gym battle tomorrow. I'm like, what? 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 That doesn't make any sense. Well, the, the thing is, they changed it. Okay. They changed it. Because remember, there's no Pokemon. There's no three on three battle. Right. So that's the difference okay. between that battle and this battle. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a one versus three, which is un- that's not the true gym. But that is not the mark of like he needs to redo the whole thing. Like, in order to be eligible for the badge, you gotta go through the whole thing again. Even Whitney knows her. she ain't shit without that milk tank. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, like, throw all your eggs in one basket. Put all your milk in one carton, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Fun episode. This battle, it, this is actually the coolest part of the episode here. This is actually how people in the game would battle the milk tank. You know, the first Pokemon that Whitney throws out is pretty easy to beat. So you go through that. So then you gotta throw your tank out there, which in our case, it doesn't make much sense to me, but Cyndaquil is our tank. Yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense. Cyndaquil is supposed to be avoiding attacks, not taking attack. Up until this point, our Cyndaquil was like an evader, like had this great agility. In this episode, it's just like standing ground and it's getting rolled over a bunch of times. Like I think it's hit like 10 times. And all Ash is doing here is tanking. He's trying to wear out Miltank, which he kind of does. Eventually, like Cyndaquil does get passed out. Then he throws out Totodile. Totodile now is like pressure washing the turf here, the farmland, and making these like little divots or ditches. Poor Uncle Milton. No, his whole <laughs> field is ruined. He asked for this though, okay? Okay. He asked for this. Another, another, he can use them as troughs later on too, right? I mean, they got to eat out of something. <laughs> I guess. Totodile makes like these ditches along the field here and get, then gets knocked out. Then we throw out Pikachu, our last Pokemon, our last resort. Uh, those ditches now are coming into play. Miltank's tired. It can't roll as fast and it can't evade these ditches and just keeps hitting them and flying in the air and crashing. Then Pikachu jumps in one of the ditches and times it perfect as Miltank's rolling over it. It like throws its back on it and launches it in the air and thundershocks it and our Miltank becomes fried cheese. Fried cheese? Oh god, sounds good. Don't, don't. Don't. Oh my Fried god, cheese. some Culver's cheese curds. Oh. oh my god, y'all, let's go to Culver's. Let's go. Miltank turns into cheese curds, and <laughs> Ash gets a batch. How did Ash... I think Whitney was just sick of Ash. Like, oh god, I gotta go all the way back. Uh, I've already paid. I can't even find my way back to my gym. I had to pay uh, the judge OT to come in on a Sunday. I'm just gonna give him the badge and just get this over with. I'm sorry, I just googled Whitney Pokemon, and there are some obscene things on there. Okay. Yeah, don't ever Google. 
You that people was are a sick. I don't know why. I don't, why? Why do I do this? Just Google Whitney adult. That'd probably solve your problem. Ah. No, we already made that mistake when we Googled <laughs> Molly from the Entei movie. And uh... and I forgot to mention earlier why Whitney's so lost in the city. And it's because she's from a farm. Oh, farm. Oh, she's a she's a farm girl in a big city. Yeah. So that explains. She's used to open land, being able to see everywhere. And that explains why she gets ah. lost in the city. Okay. We've come full circle. Ashwins. No more Whitney. She wasn't as insufferable as she was in the game. Like, I'm really glad she didn't have a complete meltdown and be like, no, I can't give you the badge. And then she runs off. Like, honestly, I, I totally forgot, like, any of these episodes. I really thought she did have a tantrum, but apparently not. She's too good for that. This is the normal Whitney. Mm-hmm. This is the cheese curds on the side, Whitney. Whoa. What does that mean? Okay. <laughs> this is a churn your, churn your butter once, Whitney. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'm no longer milk is no longer appetizing to me. MVP, LVP and uh milk quote for this episode. Austin. Ooh, milk quote. Uh, Alex, you're going first, followed by Austin and then me. Oh my god. Okay. Um let's just start with a quote cuz I don't even know. So when Team Rocket is like originally spying on them and they're like how are we gonna make off with all these like mill tanks no it was the second time they were there when how are we gonna make off with all these mill tanks or whatever and james says some crazy thing of like having like a dairy farm and like a ice cream shop and he's like i've always dreamed of owning an old-fashioned neighborhood ice cream parlor and then selling it to a giant multinational corporation that was so good that Mm. was so good (laughs) my oh i don't have an mvp or all right, I don't know. Uh, let's we'll come back to that. LVP. I'm gonna give it to Milton for when he called Miltank Millatank. Oh, like, oh my Millatank, and I'm like, okay, there's <laughs> no country accent on earth that would have you add another syllable to the word Miltank. So what the fuck is a Millatank? Whatever. He it's that big fucking mustache. It got in his mouth. He can't talk right. Um, my MVP is. I guess Totodile for digging the trenches in the first place and letting Pikachu take all the glory. Good job, Totodile. You're not appreciated, but I appreciate you. Aw. Alright, I go. Uh, my quote's not like a joke, but it's Nurse Joy saying, a lot of Whitney's challengers end up here. And I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Dang. <laughs> Fuck, I don't have anything. Okay, uh, Do you need a I'll quote? My... Do you need a what? quote? Do you need... That was my quote. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. What? Blah. Okay. These long episodes really Sorry. drain us. <laughs> okay, my MVP, I'll just come up with some random shit. I'll give it to Team Rocket because I don't know. I haven't given to them in a while. And because I appreciated their their desire to get all these dairy products. I, I can relate to them on that. Uh, my LVP will be... You did Uncle Milton, right? My LVP. My LVP will also be Team Rocket for... Attacking twice in one episode. Oh, yeah. Go away. My MVP, I'm going to give it to Whitney for helping us progress the story and not having one more episode about going back to her gym and doing this whole <laughs> shebang over again. So thank you, Whitney. Um, my LVP, I'm going to give it to the milk tank. Whitney's milk tank? Yeah. Kind of just uh, gets slaughtered out there. I mean, no pun intended. Ah. Yeah. Oh. That's what happened after the episode. Whitney was like, you failed me for the last time. You've outlived your usefulness. Well, Milton, I guess I'm going to get another milk tank. This one's lost. We're having burgers tonight. Oh my gosh. I, I'm sorry. I had a sad thought. Isn't that what they really do? Like when dairy cows like 
are past their prime because they're dairy cows like they get them pregnant all the time that way they're always like producing milk right and then like when they can't produce milk anymore and then they send them to the the butcher farm god i want a burger now <laughs> jeez i'm mighty i really do i mean like i love burgers but like the idea of like what goes on to get the burger just breaks my heart meat is murder my Sorry. quote this beautiful creature must die what is that sorry. from? Is that from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, it's the Smiths. It's Meat is Murder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stupid. All right, go on, Jacob. Sorry. It's okay. My uh, my quote actually comes from Whitney. It's the very end of the episode when she's kind of like given ass. A- ass. Given ass. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as bad as the pictures of Whitney I found. <laughs> this, Ooh, is a, this is a three-episode podcast for sure, right? Comes from Whitney. She's given Ash some advice for the future, and she says... Do you know what being a Pokemon master means, Ash? It means the person in charge gets second guessed by every little clever twat with a mouth. Jesus. But if you ever start Whoa. second guessing yourself, that's the end. That's the end. For him, for her, for all the little clever twats, everyone. I don't know why. Where is? What are you referencing? What is that? That Pokemon episode. No, what is it really? Don't you remember her saying that? Okay, whatever. Good job, Jacob. I'm going to Google twat and see what I find. <laughs> Please don't. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. Are we... Everybody's probably going to be tuned out by the time we get to this airtime <laughs> episode. Like They're probably already tuned out, to be honest. Uh, it's okay. You can take it in shifts. Oh my god. If you guys are still here to listen to me summarize this, thank you. I think I'm ready to do the 30 second summary. It's been a minute. Alright, get ready. Three... Two, one. So Ash and company get invited onto a radio show hosted by Howard Churn, which is a reference that we all get. Um, Ash goes on to summarize his battle with Whitney. He's very nervous and does his charade. But then Team Rocket's involved because they're famous ventriloquists, and there's a huge confusion of whether Meowth is really a dummy or not. But they're all dummies. Uh, then they have to host this like radio show, and it becomes really popular. Tim Rocket tries to steal Pikachu, as usual, and then they get stopped by Ash. Stop. Time. 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 I should have summarized Space Jam. Come on and slam. And welcome to the jam. Because airtime? Because, you know, like basketball, that's what they call it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you, got Um, This episode was awesome. Okay, this is going to be, like, really difficult to, like, summarize, especially when we get into, like, the actual radio drama part, because it's a very visual thing. Oh, I got an idea. I got an idea. What? Let's summarize this episode as if it was a radio drama. Okay? Oh, oh you God. can do that, Jacob. I, can't, no. <laughs> I don't have the acting chops to do that. I'm so sorry. Sitting in her room, Alex had just finished watching Airtime Pokemon episode. She now begins to talk about it in her inner monologue about the thoughts that have crossed over her mind. In the meantime, Austin rings the phone as she thinks about what's going on. Ring, so ring. Jacob's actually really good about this. <laughs> ring, ring. Pick up, Alex. Ring, ring. Oh, a ring, ring. ring. Hello, hello. Austin replies to her, hello. 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 <laughs> okay, that was great. Jacob has a talent for... Oh, Austin's really calling me. What the hell? <laughs> the narrator said I did. Am I really answering this? Yeah, pick up the phone. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. She answers. Hello. He answers. Oh my God, the feedback. Ah, the feedback. <laughs> the feedback is awful. All right, I'm hanging up. She hangs up the phone. Commitment to the bit. Okay, this isn't like a noir, like film noir. It's a dark and stormy night. I, I saw him from across the room. I couldn't place where I'd seen him before, but my heart knew that 
she knew, that he knew, that I knew, that we all knew something. It was a dame like no other dame. I don't know shit. God, I really want to play L.A. Noir. I know you guys said that was like, it was like, eh, but like, I don't know. I'm feeling it. I now. liked it. Austin said it was eh. Anyway, Jacob, that was really good. Obviously, you have a talent. You should be on radio. So the guy's name, okay, he doesn't like have a name, but like, I'm going to call him Howard because <laughs> why not? So they're accosted by this flamboyantly dressed guy who's like, you must, must come onto the radio show because you're like a famous trainer for having beaten Whitney. This is obviously a very momentous event in Goldenrod. He's like, I'm the producer of Talk Radio, so come on over to the radio tower. And they do. Uh, meanwhile, Team Rocket is outside of the radio tower and they can't get in because security is blocking the way. But they see on, like, this nearby Jumbotron that DJ Mary is narrating some kind of show. Why do they have her, like, on a Jumbotron anyway? It's radio. Weird, right? Everyone loves DJ Mary. Everyone wants to see DJ Mary. It's live radio. Okay, but I have questions about this, and I'll get to it in one second, because I had a moment of, like, confusion. Team Rocket decides that they have to get into the radio tower for some reason? Their disguises that they use to get by the guard is just, like, a suit with a big, like, bow tie, polka dot bow ties, and that's enough to fool him into being like, oh, you must be here for, like, something. Ventriloquist. Yeah. Why do they have a ventriloquist act on the radio? This is what I was talking about. So, they have a ventriloquist act, which is obviously a visual thing. It wouldn't make any sense to do on the radio whatsoever, that was why I was questioning the Jumbotron, because it's like, are they broadcasting it in a visual format? But is it just this one TV? Or do they have, like, like a public broadcasting network that they, like, also film? Like, I- I'm confused. Video kill the radio star. Hey, that's my quote. Oh, sorry. But that's what people do now, though, with, like, podcasts. They, like... That's true. Video it, and then they put it on YouTube, and you've got, like, different formats to enjoy it. We have some local shows that air on TV here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe it's not so far-fetched of an idea. But uh, apparently they've been mistaken for the famous ventriloquist act, uh, the Doug Trio Trio. They get ushered into the recording booth to put on their show, and Meowth has to pretend to be a wooden dummy. It's funny. They, they make some good jokes. But meanwhile, so Ash is getting prepared for his show, his interview with DJ Mary, and he's he calls Oak. And Oak is like, oh my god, the entire town is looking forward to listening to your interview. Word gets out quick, too, that he's going to be on air. You know what I mean? Like, they must put up the schedule pretty intense. Like, it must be some way to get the schedule out there, because they're all hyped. And he just won, so... Delia's the moderator on the Palot Town Facebook group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, didn't Oak say something like that? He's like, oh, the producer called your mother somehow. and like, Yeah, Delia told everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That's pretty cool. The Palot Town rumor mill. There's like 10 people in that town, so. <laughs> I don't know. It changes every time because there's been some like big crowds with Palot Town, you know, in like early days with like Gary and stuff, which, oh my God, we haven't seen Gary in a long time. We're going to see him soonish. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Hope we see Tracy. Ugh. Gary first. Meanwhile, I'm not really sure Team Rocket's like whole like end game here, but they're in like the film room and they're like digging through film to what? I can't remember why they were doing this. Oh, God. Guys, no. What they're trying to do is Team Rocket's going to stage a takeover of the radio tower so they can try and communicate their missing boss, Giovanni, who went missing three years ago <laughs> oh after God. a trainer from Pallet Town defeated him in a gym battle. 
Oh, right. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That's the game. Ha ha. Silly Austin. I know it's easy to confuse the two. Anyway, so they've destroyed all these tapes, but they get caught. And so obviously they're mistaken for this Doug Trio Trio group. I guess like at some point they realize like all the tapes are destroyed. So they have no material to put on as like pre-recorded. You know, once the live shows are done, they put on the tapes and then they go take lunch or whatever they do. And they've discovered all the tapes are destroyed and they have nothing. So they have to do a live reading of their Pokemon drama hour. And this this just goes really great. <laughs> it, it's pretty fun. I like the visuals they included with the story. This is how, this is where it gets really hard to like summarize this part because they're all standing in the recording booth together. So it's the Twerps plus Team Rocket in their disguises. And they all have to take over each part of like the radio drama. So they're they're narrating a story of Prince Goldenrod love how there's the exact number of characters for how many people there are in the room absolutely and how prince goldenrod has a pikachu of course he does was that already established or did they make it up that he had a pikachu i don't know the lore of prince goldenrod okay because it's now lost media because team rocket (laughs) destroyed the tapes who calls a prince prince goldenrod by the way prince goldenrod i don't know it sounds british doesn't it well, it sounds like a James Bond porn name, but like it, it was <laughs> the men, thing. not the women. They yeah. had the porny names. Gold member. Golden rod. Gold finger. I'm so singy today. I'm so sorry. Very show tunes of you. So yeah, it just happens to work out perfectly that they have the right amount of parts for the right amount of people. And they start telling the story of Prince Goldenrod, who returns home with his companions after some adventure or whatever. And they find that, like, the entire city has become a desert ruin and it's covered in sand. They get to the castle gates and realize that something is afoot because his mother and father, King and Queen Goldenrod, don't seem to be his real parents. And Prince Goldenrod is very suspicious of this. And then I don't exactly know exactly the plot that's happening here. There's some like master stone. It like powers, it powers the city. It's like uh, Atlantis, the lost empire. You need that stone to power everything in the city. And it's been like misplaced or something like that. It's been disturbed in some way. And it is slowly revealed that King and Queen Goldenrod are actually imposters. And they've imprisoned the real parents in the basement dungeon then all this shit, in, like, ensues. Like, Jesse starts changing up the script. Y'all, this is amazing. I love this. I loved every minute of it. Give me your thoughts. I need you guys' thoughts. Way in here. I love how Jesse just takes over. She's just, like, in full-on, I'm that girl, I'm Jesse, and she's gonna take over the entire narrative for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. You see her, like, experience shine. Because remember, she used to be a radio host. So... Right, right. This is, like, her callback or her like you know roots coming back to ground in here she's just changing shit for the sake of it and poor dj mary's like oh my god what do i do what do i do what do i do and howard shern is like just go with it just go with it (laughs) make it flow make it flow okay i will say that i mean team rocket they're like oh we're not performers which is bullshit they are born performers but i i really have to respect the rest of them like their improvisational skills because i can't imagine it must be really difficult to have a script right in front of you, have no previous experience like reading, narrating, or acting, or whatever, and then have to improvise when Jesse keeps changing everything last minute. So I think they did a really good job. 
DJ Mary did for sure. She's like the MVP. So some other shit happens. Like Jesse's just starts to like go completely off the rails. Something to the effect of like they escape into the future or something like 3000 years into the future. (laughs) They open up a time paradox that like takes them in the future. They use the stone to power like a time machine. They I don't know. It's like it's off the rails, really. They're supposed to be, like, just falling into a pitfall trap to go, like, in the dungeons of, like, the castle. They were supposed to go to the underworld. They said that specifically. I thought he meant, like, the underworld, like... Oh, I thought he meant, like, they were going to hell. I mean, that would have been cool, too. (laughs) Then Hades comes and... Yeah, I thought they were going to go down the River Six or something. That would have been super neat, too. But no, Jesse changes it up on them, and she's like, nope, we're 3,000 years in the future now. Everybody can fly. So, yeah, obviously the visual as this is happening, is they're playing out their parts as the characters. They go 3,000 years into the future, where now Meowth has the ability to become, like, a giant cyborg spaceship thing. Yeah. Instead of a Meowth balloon. Makes sense. So they that's how they try to make their getaway. Which, when this was happening, I know this was, like, playing out in their imagination, but part of me was thinking, like, they were actually attacking them in real life. Yeah, because Ash calls out Chikorita, or Prince Goldenrod uses Chikorita, and we come back to reality, and Ash has sent out Chikorita in real life. I know. I mean, they do scratch him in. So Meowth does scratch him in the face in real life in the booth. Because they forgot he's supposed to be a dummy at this point. That's all gone out the window. But yeah, so they uh, Team Rocket in the show in the play makes their big getaway in their Meowth spaceship, but Ash manages to thwart them by cutting its whiskers off. And it has no navigational whiskers anymore, so it crashes into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. That was all Mary. And so by this point in this whole thing, Team Rocket has revealed themselves. Oh, I forgot to mention, they call themselves Team Socket in this freaking play. Team Suck It. Anyway, so they reveal themselves. They start being chased throughout the entire radio tower. Somehow they're still recording as they're running through the stairwell and then up onto the roof of the radio tower (laughs) and uh mary is trying her best like you said to keep the flow of the conversation and the story going um but they end up defeating team rocket it was fun i really liked the it was very shakespearean wasn't it the dialogue was excellent in this episode i liked how ash misty and brock and their characters were all wearing like totally different outfits oh yeah ash was like in a robin like robin hood tights misty was in some kind of like she was, like, out of a Final Fantasy game or some shit. I don't know what was going on with her. Very dragon. She had a very Dragon Ball Z. What is that style? That's, like, very prevalent in, like, Japanese. We've talked about this before, I think. She got, like, a very big pauldron on, like, one side of her mm-hmm. outfit. Looked very Dragon Ball. And then Brock, what was he dressed up as? Was he a monk? Like, some kind of monk or something, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, the, yeah. The eternal virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a monk. But, yeah, it was it was a really good episode. I wonder if the people watching on the Jumbotron could see them in the outfits and all that stuff, or was it just us? I think it was just us. They were in their regular clothes in real life, so. Unfortunate. Sucks for them. Too bad they didn't take that gig, because, like, the producer guy is like, we should do this every week. Did you marry? would love it. Okay, good job, Alex. Now let's move on. Airtime. MVP, LVP. Alex, you're first, followed by me, and then Austin. Uh, okay, so MVP, I'm going to give it to James for that Charizard impression that he does. Because, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, Prince Goldenrod's trusty mount was Charizard. So, like, at one point, James goes, raw, And I was like, okay, that was cute. LVP, I didn't write anything. Um, Oh, I know. I'm going to give it to 
the real Doug Trio Trio, who we see at the very, very end, who, like, hours and hours later are still on their way to Goldenrod. Like, Team Rocket's, like, hanging off a tree or something. And they're like, um, excuse me, which way is Goldenrod City? And I'm like, y'all are, like, 500 hours late. Like, this thing is, like, gone and went. So unprofessional. So unprofessional. Very rude. And then my quote is... Oh, man, there's so many good ones. <laughs> um, all right, it's going to have to be the one where... They, when they first see DJ Mary up on the screen and James says, people used to say my face was perfect for radio. My MVP, I'm going to give it a DJ Mary for that yeah. incredible ad-libbing. Good for you, DJ Mary. My LVP, I'll give it to, um, you know, I'll give it to those people that watch the radio. I mean, <laughs> do something better, I guess. No, <laughs> kidding. It's a real thing, Jacob. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, this is very, like, isn't that what people used to do, like, back in the olden day? I mean, they used to tune into the radio every night. And, like, I know, but we got Netflix, and we got better things now. All these old-timers out there still listen to the radio. <laughs> yeah. Tune into Little Orphan Annie every Wednesday at 8. That's nah, just the best I can come up with. And then my quote goes to uh, Professor Oak for the first time in a while. Oh, God damn it. Oak says, television couldn't kill radio, but maybe Ash will. Oh. Oh, burn. <laughs> My MVP is going to go to Jesse for being unhinged and for her flair for drama for no reason. Love her. My LVP will be Kingler. What? Oh, y'all didn't notice. Apparently not. We had a continuity error. Oh. We see at our Ash. We see Oak, <laughs> and he's surrounded by Heracross, Snorlax, Tauros, Muck, and Krabby. What? Krabby. Jacob, did you see that? I completely missed that. I just thought it was someone else's Krabby. I think they made a continuity error and forgot that Krabby evolved. Whoopsie. Or was this like way before? No, because they're in Goldenrod. That wouldn't make sense. Oh my god. It's a continuity error. So I'm going to give it to Kingler for de-evolving off screen. He held down B. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to get... My best quote was you, so I'll give it to Mary ad-libbing. And it's mostly mostly her delivery. I don't know who voices her, but her saying, Now what wonders await our heroes at the end of a 3,000-year journey? Anybody? Have anybody an idea? Does anyone have any idea? (laughs) Producers like, roll with it, roll with it. So she says, Well, no words could describe the wondrous future world our heroes encounter as they reach their destination, because it is far beyond even our wildest imaginations. Actually, I'm going to change my LVP to the writers of that show because their show just got totally obliterated. Now they got to go back to the room and rewrite everything. So It wasn't a very good radio drama anyway. Nah, didn't really churn my butter. All right, let's churn our butter. What's next week? Okay, <laughs> next week we're going to churn our butter with our <laughs> fan fictions. Wait, what? Uh-oh. <gasps> what? My God, Austin just springs this on us last minute. No, I told you this months ago. Did you? I told the audience this weeks ago. He did. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do we have? All right, we'll have to talk about this because I remember we what had are the like parameters, parameters, and we did like the theme thing last time. Remember that? Like, no, you did that to yourself. You you put that out for yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we need to have some like ground rules and stuff because I think open floor. Whatever you want to do, you can do. Open mic night. Next week on Out of the Drying Pad. All right. You got that to look forward to. Uh, anybody else have anything to say before I close this out here? Um, just keep an eye out for our streaming venture that we're going to be undertaking. Right, Jacob, with Twitch? That's right. Oh, my God. So exciting. Ah!
happy episode 100. Woohoo! There likely won't be an episode 200. Don't say that. No, but I'm, I'm not even joking. There likely won't be. Because we're going to restart our numbering when we get to Hoenn. Ha ha! jokester. Oh my god. <laughs> we already agreed we were going to do that. Oh, right. Okay, yes, but this is going to... Oh my god, you guys, I'm so proud of us. Episode 100. I'm... Oh, gosh. All right, sign us off, because I'm going to get emotional. Thank you all for listening on this (laughs) journey. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, you can send the out of the drawing pan at gmail.com. Again, it is out of the drawing pan at gmail.com. And be sure to check us out on Twitter. We have a Twitter, and our handle is out of drawing pan. Again, that handle is out of drawing pan. Also, one more thing. You can check out our Patreon. The link is in the description for the podcast wherever you listen to this at so just check that link out for our patreon and keep joining us as this long journey continues see y'all next time